Action. We are recording. Clapped Out Podcast, episode 16. Good evening to everybody listening on iTunes. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode 16 of Clapped Out's podcast. My name is Logan Tarrant. And my name is Ray Clay. Okay, all right, okay. Okay, sorry about that. We are here for a nice, smooth, calm evening of horsepower and torque. I don't have another in torque. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 16, it is, what's your name? Rye Clamp. What's your name? Rye Clamp. Mike Jones. And you got bro Sidon, king of the sea on the other end, a.k.a. LT, a.k.a. Hammer Dick, a.k.a. Logan. My dick shaped like a hammer, in other words. Mm, it's very painful. Dude, it is very painful for me. I got bugs, dude. Every time we start filming, I get bugs. I got bugs, dude. Hey, what's the normal amount of boogers to have in your nose on a weekly basis? Do you know? Um, like, what is the, like, the volumetric, like, how much booger? I pretty much clear them out every day. You know, like, I'll grab some off the inner edge of the nos, and it'll be like a, it'll be like a rigid, hard back situation, like an armadillo booger. Yeah, like... Like looks like a cornflake with a vein yeah. in it, and you start the eyes start to water because it comes yeah. from like the back of your throat almost. This is the most satisfying feeling in the world. Yeah, getting a, a deep one, oh, yeah. and when you when you pop it out, it it literally like a string of snot comes out with it. <laughs> the snot string. It's like a yo-yo. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of this time my cat Patches jumped up onto my bed. Right, I was a young lad, probably sixteen to twelve years old, somewhere in that range. Yeah, you're doing it in European numbers, just so you know. Dog years, um, dog years. So I'm sitting on my bed, and Patches jumps up. Have I told the story about the twine in his butthole before? Mm, no. And here we are. So Patches walks up on my bed. And he turns back and he says, "Meow," which I'm guessing is, "Dude, I got, I have a situation downstairs." And I was like, "What's up, Patches?" And he looks at me and he's like, "Meow." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." What does that mean? And he passes me, and I'm like, what's that hanging out of your butt, dude? And it's like a two-inch strand of twine. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to vice grip this twine. And I grab the twine, and Patches starts to walk away, and there's this <laughs> – it's, like it's like a wind-up toy, dude. <laughs> Patches keeps walking. The twine gets longer. This cat had like 37 feet of twine up his ass. And I'm in my mind. I'm in. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I don't understand I just, what happened. I think you could floss the whole cat on the twine, his mouth and his butt. Have a similar story. Just basically, just to not revisit the whole thing because it's pretty much the same. It wasn't me. It was my mom when we were growing up. We had a Doberman Pinscher that ate a grocery bag, and the dog wouldn't let her get near him. So running across the damn yard when she's trying to grab a hold and start it like a lawnmower. <clears throat> yeah dude i was not a huge fan of the of the butt twine scenario that i found myself in but at the same time you know you, you gotta live and let live another morning let's talk about about animals let's lead into this this day we'll get serious in a moment but probably not i had gone out i was going to western kentucky university oh i have to start this with an apology oh man okay all right uh i talked to rye about this the other day <laughs> and um I remember i know where this is going already it's not, it's not that funny. I mean, it's hilarious, but it's not that funny. So I funny. talked to Rye about this the other day, and um, I asked him if he has anybody in his life. Like, yeah, I got a bro that back in the day, like, you just told everything to, or you guys went everywhere. I was like your homie, your A1, day one type, type dude. It yeah. just remembers everything that you've ever done in your life. Just like a stenographer bro. A stenographer bro. <laughs> Court stenographer. A, br a bronographer. <laughs> a bronographer. <laughs> this is my buddy Joel is my bronographer. And Joel's like, he's got this like California vibe to him. And he's, as, he's a backwoods country boy that like, he could blend in with any scene. Anyway, Joel's like, yeah, man, you've really calmed down in your later years, bro. And I'm like, yeah, I don't remember you sounding like that California, but my impression of you you are going to be that way he's like yeah remember down in bowling green you pulled your winkle out dude you started letting rip in the middle of the street <laughs> and then you saw your buddy you saw dustin up the road and you're like dude so you took off full sprint running at dustin mid p 
covered yourself in piss, like just soaked yourself. And then you gave Dustin, somehow you did a tuck job right before you embraced Dustin for a big bro hug. And Dustin was like, bro, why are you all wet? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's just pissed. And then, and then I remember that Dustin hasn't talked to me in like four years or five or six years. I feel like Dustin, Dustin needs to get over it. Like that's not a, he was never a true friend to begin with. If he can't take a little bit of bodily fluid. A little bit of piss. Like it's yeah. just a little piss, dude. So <clears throat> a, a sidebar to that. Uh, sorry, Dustin, for pissing on you. Accident. I mean, not accident. Clearly it was, it was not like I didn't mean to get pee on you. But uh, that's my apology for today is I did not mean to get urine on my friend Dustin back when I was a little bit of a wild man. So. Uh, this just episode's dedicated <laughs> to, to Dustin. Uh, Dustin's t-shirt that I ruined with urine. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving I on. I don't have a, <laughs> anything similar story to that. Oh, really? Bunk no. beds? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't me. I got peed I know, on. but you got peed on, so you should probably yeah. tell that story. Yeah. So uh, when I left the country for work, uh, and we... <laughs> <laughs> I just like it makes me think like you're, you're the transporter, and I don't like that. So we went on a deployment to uh, Africa, a little country called Djibouti. Spell that. Know it. Spell that. D G A D. Never mind. Never mind. You probably know yeah. it. I don't care. God yeah. And first or second night in country, there was a bar on the the base that we're on, um, and it was a using air quotes here three beer limit but nobody really followed that rule and because it was fellow service members who were the bartenders so we just everybody hooked each other up <laughs> um and i don't know why I, my my buddy richard floyd call him dicky uh dicky floyd even confessed this to me that he gets really sauce and he's got a problem with wetting the bed while he sleeps just covers himself in piss. Somehow, <laughs> I thought it would be a good idea to take the bottom bunk. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, we got a little, uh, we, we tied one on one night, and then I woke up probably 4 a.m. covered mm-hmm. and just soaking wet. And this is the part where like, it kind of got me was, it was cold. Right. So, <laughs> I'd been there for a while, just marinating. No, dude. Oh, I'd wake him up, beat his ass. I'd beat his life out of him. It was, <laughs> it was, he was on the top book. So he pissed the bed and it just like coffee filtered through this shitty mattress that's been sweated on for who knows how long in the desert. And yeah, uh, soak my wallet, soak yeah. all my clothes. Piss icicles hanging from you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty rough. I just oh, yeah. can't do it. I really like the bronographer term, though. I'm a big fan of what happened today. Richard so Floyd has turned his life around substantially. He's uh, got an amazing family. He runs marathons now, and he's got, uh, I think, two amazing little boys. So, shout out to Richard Floyd. All right, Richard. Dickie Floyd. Thank you for yes. being on Rye. That's hilarious. No, Holly Harper, I do not like golden showers. I was not a happy. <laughs> That's not, not really into water. Do not check my search history, though, please. Motor, yeah. Motorsports, not water sports. Motorsports, yeah. Golden <laughs> sports. Um, today on the show, now that we have said, se- well, our segues are like the worst stand up comic segues of all time, by the way. Yeah. Hey, speaking of getting pissed on, today we have a hell of a show for you. So I was at the mall today. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, honestly, now that I think about it, I wonder how we convince people like our guest today how to come on a show where we lead with pee stories. How do we clearly has not seen this? Yeah, this is his first time. What if he like doesn't go back and listen to this? Oh, and he then doesn't. he just like fuel tech. Oh, I'm just giving it away. Uh, oh, that company just like <laughs> post this up. <laughs> I would be I would be super stoked if uh, here's the thing. I think the reason that we our podcast is has all tens of followers it has is because we just keep it street. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no like crazy over the top um, yeah. production. Speaking of production, where's Josh? Uh, I don't know. Send him the link, but crickets. Probably skating, riding his toys. God, dude. It's funny that his job is more important than his second job. I mean... Did you freeze? Are you freezing? Am I freezing? Are we good? No, we're good. Okay. The piss toast segue. Here's what we got. Today, uh, we have a special guest coming on the show around 6 p.m. He will be joining us. The man's name is Anderson Dick, 
and he is the founder of a little company called Fuel Tech. You may have seen Fuel Tech in the uh, pits at racetracks, on streetcars across the nation. He is a very, very, very intelligent man, and the team at Fuel Tech um, I have worked with personally in the past. And what sparked this, I don't even want to call it an interview, it's more like a chill bro sesh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, is they released some pictures, which maybe he doesn't want to come if he thinks it's a chill bro sesh. Maybe he'll log off immediately. Like, oh, yeah. This is not what I signed up for. Um, but they have recently announced that they, uh, not announced, but they published their C8. They are working on a C8 Corvette. They have been able to successfully tune a C8 Corvette using one of their systems and I will let him explain more on that but I saw that when it got released and I thought man that would be cool to be able to talk about that on the air and kind of go through what his trials and tribulations were you know where the market segment is for that product line itself in general yep. and, and some things on the horizon I think are going to be crazy for for that company um, they're making they're making some big moves ahead of time that I think a lot of companies are going to be playing catch up at, yeah. in in regards to and he's also got some pretty rad stuff uh I won't let the cat out of the bag until he's actually on here. That not even not even C eight related. Um, probably Meow. a correction that you would not expect any standalone ECU manufacturer to go. Yes. which is I think is rad because it's definitely not anything to do with. Yeah. Oh man! Just leave it. Leave it at the top. <laughs> cool. Everyone's chomping at the bit. Hey, um, we uh we hit a milestone last night. I know. Yes. With as much advertising as we do, we should have hit it so long ago. I know. We we really, like, how much time, How much money have we spent boosting our posts on Facebook? $10 billion. <laughs> <laughs> we said, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, none. We haven't spent yeah, any money not, on anything. Not a dime. All the growth that we've had. So obviously Facebook is, that's why we stream these live because we get a little bit bigger audience on here. But uh all the growth that you see on Facebook, like we don't pay to boost posts. It's all strictly organic. Same thing on YouTube. YouTube is a bit of a struggle over there just because it's so saturated with creators of content. And uh, we just kind of are very nonchalant and lackadaisical about when we do make content. But yesterday we finally hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So Kind of a yeah, and I want to talk a bunch of crap at this idiot Jonathan Schultz in the comments. Do you know this idiot? Yeah, he's local, dude. He's a buddy. <laughs> Good. How about this, Jonathan? I'll let Rye give you three hits before he starts, and he'll fist fight you tonight. Meet him at his house. I'll give you his address in the comments. <laughs> you think that'll work? <laughs> he just shows up to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he does. Or just race me. So good. He's... No. <laughs> yeah. Now, John's a good dude. We bought parts from each other. God. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ten thousand though. It's. Uh... Oh, so he knows how you. He he knows how much you rip people off. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Ten thousand. I'm stoked. Either way. Yeah, I'm stoked on that too. So ten thousand followers or subscribers on YouTube is a. It's funny, you see people post and they're, I, I can't watch the live feed while I do this, so you're going to have to field questions, Dry. Um, my, my side is jamming up. But 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, are you frozen? You're frozen now. Am I frozen? No, I'm, I'm still good. You glitched just for a second, but we're good. This is terrifying. I know. It's like we're on the movie, we're on the movie Alien and we don't know who's going to die next. So bef Yeah, before, so you guys listening, before we went live here, the internet connection, we were... We were debating back and forth on whose side is screwing up here, and we were still kind of unsure. <laughs> so this could go we dead all, at any. Oh, minute. we all know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> this is this was a terrible idea. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember what I was talking about because uh, Jonathan Schultz got in my head so hard. Ten thousand in the milestone that it is, even though people get wrapped around the axle about oh, you got a million, blah blah. So, like most people aren't going to think ten thousand is that much, but it's to us it is. We've worked minimally hard to get there <laughs> yes we have tried for weeks on this project yeah and it came down we, uh, to me begging for the last 12 <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really did uh i'm stoked on it and i'm stoked on it for a couple of reasons i think the idea and obviously since i was like a kid i've my only lifelong dream has been to be an entertainer of some sort so when I was younger, I, I 
did a bunch of theater and a bunch of acting and a bunch of improv. And it was a, it was awesome. It was something I really, really did love. I love to entertain. I love to perform. And then I lost a bunch of weight and I got a driver's license. And then I decided cars were cooler than acting. And, uh, I, I can vividly remember not going to an audition for a role in a Bruce Willis movie. They were holding auditions in Chicago and I didn't go. And I decided at that point that I didn't want to be an actor anymore because I missed the train to go downtown to go to an audition. Um, so fuck you, Bruce Willis. <laughs> Next shirt is just going to say that on the front. Oh, it's good. Uh, Die soft, stupid. Um, anyway. Uh, so uh, what's cool to me and why I'm stoked on it is the fact that, that 10,000 people have decided that they want to have updated viewing parties of our terrible videos. Like yeah. that's cool. That's cool yeah. to me. Um, and I have my own personal feelings on some pages that have way, way more followers than us. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Somebody just said we should rename our podcast Farley and Fester. <laughs> I like it. You're Chris Farley. I'm a That's professor. Good. No, yeah, yeah. I would never have guessed that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Farley and Fester does work. Who gave that comment up? Uh, TJ Wazak. Yeah, TJ. I used to work with him at Lamborghini Chicago. Uh, <laughs> he is a uh, very talented technician. He works at Lotus Cars USA now, I believe. He was at Gator Motorsports for a while. He is a very he's – a, he's on the ball. Um, good dude. Also, very intelligent if Farley yeah. and Fester came to yes. mind. That's great. It's a very astute observation. Um, either way, I, <laughs> I'm stoked on that, on, on the sub count. How did it make you feel when you saw that, Rye? I was like, dude, finally. Because I'll be honest, like, I expected it to come a little bit sooner. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I just, as I was coming out of my mouth, I just realized that. That's what she said again. <laughs> <laughs> what dude. the heck, dude? No, I was. God. I'm stoked on it. I'm, 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 you better get this potty stuff out of your mouth before Anderson comes on. I've been checking the email, just seeing if like we're gonna get like a congratulation, just or something like that. I don't know when the first one comes from okay. YouTube. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea how this works, but it's. I, I see the dudes with like the half million plaques, and I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 validation. You know, that's how I feel. Like this is validation for what you and I believe in. Like, okay, we're not the only ones that think we may have something going here. Because here's the thing. Like, yeah, we have, I think, over 80,000 on Facebook. But that's yeah, a lot of people sorry. that follow on Facebook uh, just for memes, like memes and, and pictures. And, yeah. stuff like that. It's a totally different format. When you're on Facebook surfing around, you're looking for something different. Like, YouTube has become, for me, in many ways, like my new cable TV. Just, like, yeah. I sit down and instead of, like, flipping through the channels... I just flip through my subscriptions. So for people, if I feel like there's 10,000 people out there like me that want to sit down and be like, oh, cool, clapped out, posted a new video and kick back and watch it. Except yeah. for the 12 people that just subscribed because I asked them to last night. <laughs> they were like, all right, everyone, this guy will not shut up. We better subscribe. Yes, Tyler Hanna says, you have to post videos. Yeah, I know. I have to post videos to get people to watch them. Thank you. The last video oh, I posted, weird. there was two people that commented like, we're so proud of you. Way to go. You <laughs> finally posted a video. <laughs> so. That's good. I'm glad that you're getting that hate. Yes. That means a lot to me it. that you're getting bashed around because of that. That's good. I do yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, consistency with content is the only downfall we have because we both get started up on projects or get, get he like hemmed up. For example... The Notch project was rolling and then um, everything came to a halt because I couldn't get components. And it's like, we don't have big budgets. We both have, well, I have a day job. You don't really do anything. Yeah. And it's really tough to, um, it's, you can't, it's not, I'm not going to make content of me sitting in the garage, scrubbing garage floors. Like, yeah. So when you have like the S, the 240 project I've done, I'm doing right now, it's, um, it's been down for longer than I anticipated. Uh, and it's, it sucks, but at the same time, the the people that are working on it, I, I'm not going to push them, and I'm not going to I'm not going to beat doors down because everybody is everybody is waiting for the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, you got a body shop that's, that's got work around the corner, and it's it's nice insurance jobs that will keep the lights rolling and people yeah. people's plates full of food, and then they get my S14 in there, and it's a pile of needs work, and I'm not like. Dude, feed your families, you know? 
Right. Um, yeah. But it really does hinder content production from that standpoint. Yeah, and I'm, I just feel like it's, for me, it's just repetitive and regurgitating a lot of the same stuff because it's, I've pigeonholed myself as the Turbo LS Mustang guy. And yeah, you, that's all people are bringing all, me to work on now too. And that's all you'll ever be. This is your conscience speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to get rolling on the C10 project here as soon as I recoup some funds. Speaking of funds, should we talk about t-shirts now? We'll do that at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I should be right back to your conscience. Yeah. 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 I'm glitching. A little bit. It's very mild glitches, though. Of the glitch? <laughs> oh, I thought you were messing with me. I can hear you, but your face is just frozen. Okay. We have Anderson Dick I'm waiting. I'm going to sit here silent until we're ready to go. He's here. You ready? You want to bring him in? Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, my Siri was just piping up. It's okay. I forgive you. I lost the mouse. This is fun. Technology and Rye is one of my favorite things to witness. There we go. And Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> shut up. Let's bring him in. Yes. The uh, founder of Fuel Tech, right? Correct? Just make sure I got that right. Yeah. I mean, good. Yeah. You really read your prepared notes for this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. God in heaven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Anderson Dick will be joining us momentarily. Yes. There Sir. he is. Oh, look at the, look at the backdrop. Uh, yay. <laughs> Beautiful. Up, what a showman. What a showman, dude. For Anderson. Those of you listening on audio only. Mr. Can you Anderson. hear me? Yes, sir, yeah. I can. Anyway, I, saw, I saw you have a nice background. I thought, man, I, I at least need to do mine. I was going to do it in my office, so I... This is actually my, my better officer here. Oh, my God, man. Yes, For people that are listening to <laughs> iTunes right now, or if you have this on your audio only, Anderson just donkey stomped the shit out of Rye by posting up <laughs> in front of his twin turbo C8 that we are here to discuss. Man, uh, Rye, Rye, your car. Can you put something in front of your car, Rye? Because it's really right? feeling the vibe. You guys chalk. I'm going to go get a car cover right now. Oh, man. <laughs> um, a little background real quick for people that are just joining. Anderson, you are the founder of Fuel Tech. Is that accurate? Yeah. It's, uh, you, it, was, it started like a project degree uh, in pretty much 18, uh, 20 years ago, pretty much, in Brazil. So that's my accent if, if you don't. If people oh, don't realize, <laughs> probably don't realize my accent. So, yeah. All right. So now that you mentioned the accent, we got to talk about the accent. And I'll be honest with you, man. I was doing everything I could not to bring this up right away, uh, but I, I got to rip the bandaid off. Has anyone ever told you you just have the sexiest voice? Uh, and my so since we're studying, yeah, like, there it my, is. I'm telling you, my last name is German. Okay, is Germany? It's, it yeah. means fat. Okay, don't confuse it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we talked on the phone um, yesterday. Rye, myself, Anderson talked on the phone. And we, Anderson had to get off the call. And Rye and I were both like, did you hear that dude's voice? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we're just going to sit here and look at him all dreamy. Yeah, look. we're just going to stare at him while he talks. <laughs> um, so Brazil, born and raised in Brazil. Is that is that where you're from? Yeah, I'm actually... There's not many as much race as in US for sure. Not yeah. But the drag racing is a, a lot of passion. There's a lot of passion for drag racing over there. And I would say Brazil is probably one of the top five countries in the world for drag racing. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's very far from US, but it has a lot of people, about a lot of followers. It's a big country in that aspect. Yeah. How often do you go back to Brazil? Um, it's been a year. I haven't been there because of COVID. Oh, but. Yeah. Um, because I, I was about to jump in a plane in March when, when it just started. And then I had pretty much six trips scheduled to go there. Uh, and I had to cancel off those. So I'm, I'm going in December now. Uh, okay. That'll be my yearly trip this year. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, and FuelTech as a company, how long have you guys had FuelTech USA? And, and just so I understand this, FuelTech started in Brazil, obviously, correct? And, and mm -hmm. when did you make the transition to the States? Actually, FuelTech uh, started in Brazil in 2003. Like I said, it was, it was a very simplistic um, issue. 
or a basic fuel controller, I could even say like that, you know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. very uh, directed for the Brazilian market at that time, but we really were very passionate about this. You know, Luis, you know, some of the guys as well. Yeah. It's pretty much everybody is so passionate about that, that we've been working so hard to, to, to increase. Uh, we, we first tried to enter the US market in 2008, was not very good uh, experience. I, I went to California probably eight times in 2008 and I knocked at every single door of a shop that I thought I could find. Oh, you're not yeah. going to get anybody in California to put a standalone on anything late model. Yeah, and, I, and <laughs> that, was, that was the first mistake, find, finding the wrong part of, to enter. Yeah, uh, and Anderson goes back to Brazil and he's like, Americans are dicks. Yeah, man. <laughs> they don't want. It. I went to the home of hot rodding and they want nothing to do with it. Yeah, California yeah. sucks, man. Uh, but then later we we tried to to enter the market. We did PRI 2009, 10, 11, 12, mm -hmm. but probably nobody remembers that because we we were just like a 10 by 10 booth uh, yep. stuff bought on on Walmart and trying to set up a table with with tabletop and bring products, but also, the product was not was not ready for the U.S. market at that time, so uh, it, there was a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, then, in 2011, 12, 13, we ended up uh, having a meeting about with Proline. We we were succeeding some already on import market, but the really big jump was when we we start dealing with Proline racing mm -hmm. yeah. on the domestic side. So. The story behind is actually one of my great friends from Brazil. He he bought two uh, pro line uh, pro mods uh, to take to Brazil, and he called me in, in oh, 2012 man. and say, "Hey, I'm buying two two pro mods. I want to run fuel tech on those because they're my friend and uh, and this is the company. This is the Eric Dealer name and number. Call him and discuss about putting fuel tech on it. That that's that was eight years ago. Oh so, my God! Now let me let me segue real quick or just <laughs> ask a question. Proline runs strictly fuel tech on their combos. Is that correct? Correct. Right now, I they don't mandatory that, but I think they may have few a couple clients that actually buy their their engines and run other issues. But I think ninety eight percent is is fuel tech. And you guys are basically like in the same complex. You're right next to each yeah. other. Yeah, exactly. And we ended up starting developing the product uh, at that time when my friend gave me eric's number i called it eric and as a very successful businessman and busy businessman he he gave me like five minutes and in five minutes i could not convince him to use few so he said no i'll i'll sell those guys a big stuff tree because that's what we use and that's oh, what man <laughs> and i said yeah you're right uh, we can't really uh, so supply all the resources you have you now but i can promise you we're going to work really hard on that yeah uh, then they deliver the cars in brazil the cars run really good uh, eric steve petty and the guys went to brazil and when they they arrived in brazil they went to a race and that was like 2013 or 12. Uh, they saw pretty much from let's say 200 cars they saw 198 with fuel tech Oh my God. Yeah. So they actually got a little surprised and say, oh, okay, those are not like kids or, or they're yeah. not playing. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the performance for the conditions over there was really great. Uh, there, there was not many promos. I mean, actually they were the only two, but yeah. all the other smaller cars were really running really well. So what just, was, to, just to clarify real quick, I don't mean to cut you <laughs> off, right, but I want to play this out in my head. I buy two ProLine Pro Mods. I bring them to Brazil and out of 200 cars, you're just the biggest dick swinging in the lot and it just stomps everything. Is that accurate? Yeah. Perfect. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry. How many, so I got this is two questions. When you first started Fuel Tech, what was the first, you said it was a fuel controller, basically the yeah. first product, so like first application, what was that one targeted toward? Yeah, there, there's the funny part, which is probably the best one to tell here. Uh, I actually, I was in, I was doing electrical, making, doing electrical engineering uh, and the Federal University, and I got invited to work in Germany to Bosch Motorsports. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. uh, at that time, I wasn't really thinking in having my own business. Yeah. So I was preparing to move to Germany. I was like studying German. I was preparing everything. And during that, I started doing like a, a, degree, a college degree project, which was the FuTech. I mean, okay. what, which was a basic uh, first few tech yeah and then we presented that it was really nice got 
everybody excited. We put on a car, replace a carburetor, bring it to the to the university, and then I failed in two classes. Yes. And and then I lost the opportunity to go to Germany. And, no. Uh huh. Oh then I, I was like, fuck. What I'm going to do now? My life yeah. is over. Everything that I. All my family, what people will say, you know, that you're, kind of, you're like the Bill Gates of EFI. Like you uh, did it. You're like, yeah, screw it. I'm doing it anyway. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the project was like working fine. We had a couple of friends asking, yeah, let's put in your car, put in your car. Then I started, man, I think this can be a fun project. Yeah. So then to be honest, like we start, I, I asked in the beginning, I assembled everything in my bedroom apartment. Um, from every every part of the product, I even pick it up the phone and we did the website and all the, the stuff al- pretty much alone. I have one one guy helping, uh, but at that time it was really a couple issues a month I could even sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I had a pretty much a second job or working on the university, and wow. then started actually picking up. And in then next we 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 got a small office in the same building, like apartment buildings. Yeah. And hired, then I need help by one guy because we were like, we're doing, we're from another city. So we're living in a college, like college apartments. So the guy that was in the same apartment with me was a best friend. I asked him, hey, my, how much money are you making on your current business? I say, oh, that, that much. I say, okay, what if I pay you the same amount? Can you help me? Because I really need help putting together those stuff. And, yeah. and he said, yeah, well, let's do that. So he was the first employee pretty much. And, and uh, it, long story short, like right now, people think like we, don't, we haven't moved to the US, but ah, okay. So US really start taking off with ProLine in 2013, 14. Mm-hmm. Then we established a, a Georgia office, really inside ProLine. Uh, and I never thought in my life I'll move to US because I thought, man, man I'm, I'm really important. I'm really important in the office daily operation. And I figure I was not that important actually on the operation. <laughs> and, and then I, Louise actually was the guy that I invited to come to us. Yeah. Louise is straight up awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, and, and so are you, I'm not trying to shortchange you, but if, and we'll get back to Louise <laughs> in a second. Uh, but yeah, I have to touch base on him because man, I'm going to, I'll gloat on you guys later. Keep talking. I'm sorry. No, no. And, and when in 2013, 14, we decided to establish the office in Georgia. Uh, Luis, Luis pretty much was working probably seven years on the company as tech support and he was he I, I already figured he, he was like a very very smart guy and very 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 uh, I could trust him so I, I, I offered him like hey do you want to move to US and become one of the partners on the US operation because I really need somebody that I could trust to, to do the job over here right yeah. So he actually accepted and, and it was not easy. He moved it up here. Then a funny story. He was uh, dating another employee. Uh, uh, she, Natalia, she, both, they both met at Futech Brazil. And then he came to me and say, okay, you're, I, I asked him, okay, you're going, how about Natalia? Oh, she's going with me, but you guys are not married. How are you going to get into the U.S. since you're not married? And then he pretty much uh, asked her in front of me. <laughs> oh no, that's awesome. Uh, that's my story. He, he says a little different, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm sure here. he'll tell it differently. <laughs> oh, uh, and um, then they they, made, they came here to the US and and I was actually traveling like six to 10 times a year to US and spending most of my time for US development or operations and all the stuff. So I figured in 2016 wasn't, I had two kids and I figured it was like spending almost more time in the U.S. Then it just made sense to move here. Yeah. Uh, so I moved up here in, in January 17 mm. and been here since then. Uh, and, but the company in Brazil, to have an idea of size, we have 120 employees in Brazil. Wow, right damn. Now. That's and some pretty fast growth. I mean, for, you guys are a relatively a, young company yeah. in the grand scheme of things. That's a big-ass company, for, dude. For such yeah. a, a very niche market, if you will. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we're very, very specialized. I would say mostly drag racing, you guys know, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and we do everything in-house. So we have everything in-house in Brazil, like uh, manufacturing, R&D. Uh, we have now in US, we have a lot, another 25 employees. So we're, we're about 145 employees total right now. That's amazing, man. And how, how intimidating was 
the jump to pro mod. I'm not like not to detract anything from mm-hmm. from import racers or anything like that, but do you look at that as like another level because obviously it's much yeah. more expensive, but at the end of the, or is it just for you like it's all fuel and air and spark at the end of the day? I'd say um it's the the biggest challenge was understanding what they wanted. You know, you, you know Steve Petty, uh, right? Is uh, yeah. one of the top tuners in the world. He's the guy that I spend probably most of the time talking, and in, he's not easy even to understand with my English. <laughs> so uh, we've been we've been to a few races just to watch what they were doing and how they were doing to understand what they were looking. And if I asked him what he wanted, he just wanted a big stuff tree. That's yeah. what all he wanted, you know what I mean? And that was the challenge because we were trying to do something different. It was not, we never tried, we never copy a product, to be honest, you know what I mean? We always thought, okay, let's, let's do something to solve the problem. So try and think different. And not every time a tuner wants to do something different, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially if they're stuck in their ways or if they've Correct. worked with a certain product for a long time. And, and that's actually part of, of uh, a couple questions that I would have for you in terms of fuel tech and, and where you guys see yourselves in the future. Because um, and, and myself, I, I manage a performance shop on a daily basis. And I have a lot of consumers that, that are hard after street cars. And this bridges into the topic of the C8, which I think is very unique. Mm-hmm. And the number one, one of the number one sellers uh, off our shelves, we work very closely with Hall Tech, and I have a lot of respect for the Hall Tech mm-hmm. camp. I have a ton of respect for fuel tech. Um, but specifically anything that you can like their platinum pro plug in line, you take your, your stock R32 GTR, you unplug the ECU and you plug their platinum pro in and everything works like stock. So your factory gauges work, everything works. Now the C8 project is a piggyback off of the stock computer as well. It's a fuel controller, correct? Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, do you see fuel tech offering uh, plug and play components. I know you're working on a jumper harness for the C8. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see opportunity there for other street cars coming down the pipeline? Because I know that there's a C6 Z06 that looks pretty flawless with your set. Yeah. I've seen some of the stuff and it's like, it's trick as hell, man. So yeah. do you see a pro, like a plug in option coming for street cars that's going to be readily available for US market? Yeah. And we have a division. We, to be honest, like we, we came from Brazil where every single issue is custom wired okay so i don't know if it was our guidance or why but every every pretty much brazil doesn't buy a pre-done harness or a jumper harness or a, a plug and play they they are used to custom wire every car so yeah. that made us some kind of lazy in that <laughs> aspect of not really working on a, pro, a plug and play application for most which definitely doesn't work for us street market because we, we Nobody wants to wire a car. Or yeah, a lot of lazy or, people. <laughs> no, not, not that, but it's the, the, you have options. So if you have an easy option, why would you do the hard option, the, the yeah. hard way? So uh, what, what I'll say, more and more we've been, even being very known on drag racing in US, uh, in South America and, and other countries, we do very well on other like circuit racing, street car, or even very, very modern cars, like even the C8, because yeah. people, not, I'll, I'll give an example. Right now, currently, nothing is custom on the C8 as a fuel tech. Everything I have on this car, you can buy on the website and install by yourself yeah. on, the, on your C8, for example, uh, which doesn't mean that is the final product. Uh, we definitely are working uh, on the Canvas integration. Which, that would be amazing. Yeah. Which I can tell you personally because I, it's been probably 15 years. I never, stu- I haven't studied as deep as I'm studying the last few months. Yeah. I, I myself created a, a uh, let's say a challenge of figuring this out, and I, I, we have like very, very advanced um, canvas many uh, data loggings on this car. There is at least three canvases. They're all they call they call can fd which is like a very unique can buzz a very modern that was released in a very a couple years that's probably one of the first cars that have this advanced can bus, which is mm-hmm. kind of encrypted yeah uh, you know gm is trying really hard to to protect this yeah so so your challenge with the can bus stuff if i'm and correct me if i'm wrong here 
because it was kind of the similar of what they were doing with the C7 or even the, the GM diesel truck market. Yeah, L5P. Dodge. No, actually, but oh, they are or ours. Or you're trying to basically, you're starting from scratch, reading their CAN network and trying to decipher what it's all coming through there, right? You're working it backwards because GM's not giving up any secrets. Correct, but we're not trying to hack into the issue. Right. Like, like, like HP tuners are You're trying issues. to translate it? Yeah. Yeah. So what we're trying is actually keep the stock computer because there's, there's over 20 computers on this car. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's a big challenge. I know people will do to replace completely the issue and do a plug and play. I know that they, they're coming and other, other companies are coming. Which, which, is a, which may be a good solution for some applications, but we're trying to do different. We're trying to keep the stock computer and adding a second, a standalone FuelTech issue, but what we're doing, we're customizing and adding a firmware or software update that actually will be able to interface through the canvas with the car. And especially because this, this transmission is probably the biggest challenge uh, right now because it, the transmission is so new is so unique. This is the only car that has this transmission and the TCU the transmission control unit is a very very Not only precise but complex TCU So to really interface with the TCU and keep the transmission working is our number one challenge right now uh, the engine itself if you run, if you take over fuel and timing and throttle body VVT control uh, That's all you know what I mean? In this case, I have, we have port injection. So we kept the DI, the direct injection on the stock computer. And we just made some fooling on the map sensor and stuff like that. So the, the DI still runs, but more majority of the fuel is actually through port injection. Got you. Uh, Did they come factory with a set of port injectors on them at all? No. Okay. So what, what intake manifold are you running on the car? I'm running a prototype from a company that, that, uh, Shall remain nameless. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And it's a prototype from a That's company. Uh, it's, but it's a sheet manifold. It's a, the, the bottom is billet, but the top is sheet metal. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing really much spe special. I can add an intercooler in between later. Okay. Uh, but cool. it's pretty much like a fits the, the, the LT2, which, which to be honest, the LT2 and the LT1, they fit the same intake manifold. You just need to flip mm -hmm. them. Yeah, the, so the LT2 intake manifold has been a very popular upgrade to the yeah. LT1 Camaro right. crowd, and they're yeah. selling out like crazy. Like yeah. you can't, you yeah. couldn't buy one forever because everyone was buying them out of the dealerships, yeah. um, and retrofitting them and flipping them on the uh, on the LT1 Camaro. Yeah. Uh, now the C8, the C8 project, uh, it's obviously it's not done yet. You're still working on it. It's mm -hmm. a work in progress. I will commend Fuel Tech on the fact that you guys weren't the first people to come out, slap a pair of turbos on this thing, and be like, we have the first twin turbo Corvette. Um, that shit is so annoying to me. Yeah. And the fact that you guys have vetted and you've done the research and you've, done, you've put time into it and you openly admit, hey, we're, this, we're not done. We have oh, more yeah. to do. It means a lot to people like me that are pretty critical of others that yeah. act like they got to the finish line. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's awesome. So the car's making 750 horsepower right now? Well, yeah, right now uh, on the dyno with three pounds, it made 500 something. With uh, stock, it made 460 or 458. Uh, then with three pounds, something like 500 something. Then with 10 pounds, it made 712. But, and I could actually run on a single gear without shifting on the dyno. I could run like the whole power band perfectly, 712 and repeatable. Then I try to oh, I say, okay, like, fuck, it's not slipping a clutch. That probably will hold more. Let's put 17 pounds now and, <laughs> and see what happens. And 17 pounds, it actually came, it came in a curve about 200 more horsepower all over the curve, then slipped the clutch at 5,000 RPM. Did so you that, make 1,000 horsepower with that car? Yeah. It was made, and you know, let me tell you. So, <laughs> On a stock <laughs> engine? <laughs> no, you haven't watched the 55-second video. Yeah. I haven't watched anything. I came into this completely virgin. I wanted yeah, you to we, tell me. We wanted to hear it straight from you, not yeah. our interpretation. We we like we intentionally didn't yeah. research this because we are, we wanted to make sure we were surprised. Okay, yeah. then let me tell you the, the story. I got this car in March, uh, just be, be, be a week before COVID hit. Yes. So I was panic. I was in panic because I was like, "Fuck!" I got yeah. this car. It was kind of my personal car dream, and now. Uh, are we going to lay off people? Are we going to, you know what I mean? It's not the best yeah. time to really get a, a new car, right? 
even being some R&D involved. Uh, but fortunately, we, we went very well through this. But back then, I, I got this car, I took it apart. In one week, I have it pretty much all apart to check everything. Yeah. But then we were like discussing what to do. And that's even part of the next thing. We were about installing an electric, electric front engine on it. I took it apart, I bought all the parts, and I, I, dis, I gave up on this project because of, of the, uh, the shocks and some hard parts to figure. Anyway. You were going to do an electric front motor? Yeah. And, You're a uh, maniac, dude. God, I love we, have, we, have, we had pretty much everything, but we could not figure the shocks and the stuff on the front, but, so we ended up holding this. But then, uh, then we de when we decided to do the turbo stuff, I actually went ahead and ordered every part, and I spent like countless hours trying to think every single part. And then I had, I had two friends, that, they have a shop in Orlando, they're Brazilians, I know them from 20 years. They have yeah. a, a small shop in Orlando. And I call them and say, hey, what you're doing next week? You guys are uh, working? Like, normal. <laughs> yeah. can you guys take like a week off? And what do you mean? No, I, I, I need, I want to do a project here and I have every single part, but I need you guys a week here. Okay, what do you need? No, I need to, we need to fabricate a twin turbo kit and drop pistons, rods, drop the engine, and do, do everything and build the car. And they said, are you crazy doing that in seven days? Then, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> right? Let's try. Uh -huh. So they came. We started on a Monday, 2 p.m. We dropped the engine. We put, we pulled the heads, piston, rods, proline check them. We, we put a drop-in kit from LT1, which fits perfect on yeah. LT2. Um, we put a drop-in, piston heads, everything back, engine back, start fabricating everything, installing the, the turbos, exhaust, intake manifold, a lot of manif modifications on the intake manifold, um, O2s, the fuel tech harness, everything in eight days. It took you one extra day. In eight days, we had a car done. So just That's to clarify, amazing. a guy in your position that doesn't need to honestly turn a single wrench, that could sit in an office and just, I don't know, do whatever uh, owners that don't get involved do, in eight days with the help of a couple good friends, completely <laughs> fully built a C8. Actually, I, I wasn't the guy taking the reins, to be honest. I'm not perfectly the best guy in that, but I was doing the, the electrical and the, the yeah. schematics. And most important of all, I overnighted like probably 20, 20 shipments from that week. because Just to get the stuff there? Yeah, because <laughs> every actually. night, man, I ordered so many different piping to try to make that because we cut the headers. We cut the stock headers and we welded like a 90 and 90 and did the top mount turbos. Yeah. So yeah, the turbo placement is, yeah. it looks sick. so dope. Yeah. And, the, and to be honest, I know people say, Oh, I like better in the bottom. I, and there's many opinions. I personally, I, I, I like so much this because it has the hood open. Yeah. So with the back glass. So you can look right through. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. It's amazing. You can see it. <laughs> yeah. It every so place you park the car, I can It's impact. I, I, I should have a camera. If there's at least five, ten people walk around, they come back and they take a picture. That is crazy. Yeah, How that much would that. stop me dead in my tracks. <laughs> I do. I also like the very subtle. Like one thing, Fuel Tech does with their cars, and I'm probably just bragging on you guys too much here. So stop me if you're if it's too much. <laughs> but I've noticed that Fuel Tech cars specifically are really subtle with the livery. Like you could the whole side of the car could be Fuel Tech, but you guys just have a couple a couple subtle stickers one on the back window i think one on the side of the car correct yeah uh -huh. yeah i think that's awesome man i really do i'm i'm i i have been uh enamored with you as a, you all as a company since we worked together on the crx project that i had mm -hmm. and um unfortunately that project ended up turning into an engagement ring for my fiance <laughs> so you can blame her not me um but don't blame me i'm perfect i never make any mistakes but uh i will say I have dealt and again, Rye will corroborate this. I have dealt with many different companies and um, EFI companies and not even to hate on anybody else, but the level of attention and care and support and the level of, um, it, it, honestly, I'll go back to care. I've never felt like, uh, it just, you, you felt like you were part of the squad, you know, and I would call up and I would hear, I'd say, Hey, my name's Logan. Oh, it's Logan. Cool. Yeah. We could take and blah, blah, blah. And go on and immediately help me out. And I thought, you know, I didn't know if it was just specific to me. I'm not that special, but who knows? But the amount of people that say the same thing about 
fuel tech from a support standpoint, it seems like you guys have that in the bag. It, it, I have never heard a story like, yeah, I called fuel tech and Anderson was a total jerk. So I'm never calling back. Like I've never, or Luis, like Luis went above and beyond the same direction. So what role in terms of company profile and what you tell your guys on the phone, um, how do you, what, how much importance do you place on that relationship building process? Is it a found, is it like a cornerstone of your operation? Yeah. yeah first, I mean, we are, well, I think one of the most important part of FuelTech is the people, for sure. The people that works at FuelTech and those 145 employees, it sounds crazy, but every single of them, they're the best we can find. They're the best we can find or we can hire. And it's not, I'm not talking about higher salaries. It's actually sometimes usually the opposite. I'm, I'm saying people that is passionate about they, what they do. So if you, if you have somebody taking phone calls, that guy needs to love get a phone call. You know what I mean? If you, get, if you have somebody paying the bills, that, that person needs to love accounting, you know? Oops, sorry, Anderson. You were glitching yeah, there for a second. Yeah, the, the volume is glitching out. It sounds like... Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's a little robot sound, and I'm not sure if there's something going on with the... If the you can, log out of the meeting and rejoin the meeting if you don't yeah. mind. We'll see if that fixes it. And in the meantime, I'll riff on how much I like you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and I know that does probably sound like we're getting paid to say and brag on fuel tech like that, but... Um, no, what, what I think is cool, I'm sitting back here kind of... You brought up Haltech. Obviously... You, we run Holly on my car, but what I think is really interesting is it is the spread and the direction that all these different companies are going. They're, yeah, they're yeah, also polar, like polarizingly different. Yep. Like the new Haltech Elite is completely unlike well, any FuelTech, which is completely Maybe. unlike. You know what I mean? You literally can't like a like a Holly Terminator <laughs> X for the swap guys is one of the best products they could have come out with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Haltech's new Nexus, whole different thing. I think it is cool. I, I do like, I like being involved with all the companies. I think it's a neat, it's. Yeah, it's, it's not, and nobody's taking a, a, a carbon copy of what a competitor's doing anymore. Everybody's taking their own unique approach to it. And yeah. it's, anyway, it's I'll pretty. i my opinion on that, but That's okay. <laughs> yeah, much better. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to gloat on you guys as much as I just did. But and that's not I was just telling people it's not a paid advertisement. It's just how I really did feel. Um, and honestly, like the this is so cheesy. But like the testing output feature on fuel tech, like I felt like a 10 year old again, I was just kept hitting the buttons to listen to my rate. Like I would listen for my fan to come on. I just kept clicking the button. It was just a, I'm surprised everybody hasn't knocked that off yet. I wonder when it's gonna happen because everyone needs to knock that off. You've done a good job. Let's copy that. Because I feel like they should. Like that's a huge lacking market. You can't listen. Like you can pulse individual injectors. You can listen to every output you set up. Yeah. Uh, the pin map. Like if you set up your inputs and outputs, it automatically makes you your own wiring diagram. And there's just a lot of unique features with your product line. So yeah. I'm stoked on it. I'm very excited about fuel tech in general. And definitely the, the like I say, the passion of every employee is important. In uh, it's and also treat every client as, as it would be as, as you want to be treated. So there's so many cases a guy calls, Oh, I'm having a misfire here and the um, car is running like shit. I need some help. It doesn't, it, it, some companies that just treat, Oh, it's not our problem. Go, go, go yeah. track that. But we, we consider like that. That's our product problem. Because if you, if you look good, we're, we're looking, we're going to yeah. look good. So helping all the clients have been working really well. Uh, and, and another thing is like to be very honest, like even when we can, we have to say, man, I, I don't think our product will fit your application. Yeah. I don't think we have a good solution for you. Or I can tell you sometimes go, guy calls, hey, I'm having a misfire with another issue. I want to throw that away and put a fuel tech on. The car does that, that, and that. There's many times we figure, man, have you checked it then? <laughs> yeah. And the guy, yeah. oh, no. Ended yeah. up that a guy call later man thank you you lost a sale because i fixed the problem but i'm definitely coming back later then eventually this guy comes and buy the product because of that but that that also happens because if you you can't lie to somebody you know what i mean so yeah. to be honest i think being a terrible salesman is part of being a good salesman correct um and and i've and i preach that to a lot of our clients too that call in for issues and and i was we ryan and i were just alluding to obviously we're um I think clapped out is unique because we do, 
we've worked with Holly, we've worked with Fuel Tech, we've worked with Hall Tech. We don't pick and choose favorites because it's not fair to the other, to, to all of the companies that support us and work with us. And I think all of them have their their niche, and I think all of them have really good products and solutions for those markets. Um, and I think it's again, I just go back to product support. We're blessed to work with some of the people we work with, and, and Fuel Tech support. Not selling somebody an ECU when you could dog a competitor is it shines pretty bright in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, when we spoke yesterday, Anderson, and you kind of alluded to it with what you were going to put in the front trunk of your C8 there. Um, can we talk about briefly before we uh, wrap this up, uh, anything new that you're working on that may require you to change the name of fuel tech yeah what, let's start there let's start yeah. with that uh, we need to start with the name here buddy because i think you painted yourself in a corner yeah. like so you yeah, inked a deal uh, right on explain the i saw the news presser on this too i forget the the title of it but let's start from the top because this was what two two years ago or last year you guys about two years ago yeah okay so yeah actually the the, the electric engine the motors is something whoever had an experience of driving or riding on a Tesla definitely changed their perspective of how an electric can be impressed, right? Uh, and I'm talking like a twin turbo V8 here in the back. I'm not yeah. saying that I don't like them, Yeah. but if you can actually combine them, if you can actually benefit of both, what is the difference of, of between a power adder being electric? You know what I mean? What's the difference about using an electric motor to, to help the end, the car, either the engine or, or yeah. even running the full electric car. You know what I mean? Uh, if you have, if you saw, if, did you guys saw the last, the, the Tesla S plane model? They, yeah. they announced it. Yeah. They said 1100 horsepower, eight seconds, quarter mile. 500 range or something yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I had a, a performance hit, a, a previous one, the P90D. And that car was already like 11 seconds or high 10. And I was that was impressive. Imagine two, two, over two seconds quicker. That is unbelievable. So it's definitely is definitely going to be a new world in a few years. We're definitely going to experience different emotions with the electric. So we, we don't want, we're not we're, we're we're actually close to that development. There's nothing really right now that we have as a product for electric properly. But we do have uh, we do, we do have a department, and even I can even say we have a lab, a lab in Brazil with a, a full building with six engineers working full time on developing this, those new applications. And we also partner with some big companies in the world. One is a company, a Brazilian company called Vag. They are like a fifty billion dollar company that does electric God. motor. They wouldn't uh, even let me in the door. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, nah, get out of here. <laughs> and that, that com and uh, there's other companies that uh, and other other com things coming. So the same issue, let's say this way, that can can control a gasoline engine, it can really actually command uh, inverter through CAN bus and and having other sensors. So that's, it's just a matter of how connect crazy. them. That's that's awesome. Uh, the 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 Koenigsegg, uh, the company Koenigsegg, like, you know, all the newer hypercars, the supercars and stuff like that are, have become, Genco. Genco. All, yeah, the, and the, the Regera, that was the one uh -huh. that was the first one that really kind of fascinated me where the, he, he talked about how he's got, I think, electric motors on the front yeah. and uh -huh. one electric motor attached to the crank. And you mentioned briefly, um, I think a lot of people just kind of look at electric cars, like if you're going to do an electric conversion, but like no. you said, why can't you use it as a power adder? Yeah, use yeah. it to drive the crank as like auxiliary, like augment the torque production. Yeah, this and really changed. That whole analogy screwed my entire argument <laughs> up and I hate and love you for it because I've never considered electric as a power adder. Yeah. I've always looked at it like, ugh, electric cars. Because how, yeah, it's just crazy to me. Imagine, for example, a Corvette, uh, this car. If you had like a 300 horsepower electric motor on the front. Oh, be nuts. Wheels, and then you pretty much command that to be following the hero speed as a slave mode, let's yeah. say this way. So pretty much every time you full throttle, you're commanding the electric motor to try as hard as it can to increase the speed, but not too much to don't slip, slip the tires, spin the tires. Um, and then you pretty much, you know, when you brake, you can even re regen some of that energy. 
And, and even if you use a small battery only for seven seconds, that's exactly what you need eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, well, and, and we're getting towards the conclusion of our, of our podcast here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anderson, man, thank you so much for coming oh, on our, hum- our humble little show yeah, because it means it. a ton to us. Uh, Jason Terrell from Tin Soldiers wanted to come on and I told him no and I canceled <laughs> on him. I said, Anderson Dick's more, more impressive than you. <laughs> And uh, it literally did happen. He's in Georgia right now. And I called him and I was like, sorry, dude, Anderson took your slot. <laughs> but, um, and I thank you so much for coming on because it's been something I've wanted to have uh, rolling for a while. And initially I hit Luis up because I talked to Luis on a sem- It used to be more frequent than it is now. I know he's busy and mm-hmm. he's like, I can't do it, but I got someone better. And I was elated to have you on here, man. So thank you so much for coming on um, and, and, and giving us, some insight into the crazy world that is fuel tech and i, I have yeah. a feeling that even bigger things are on the horizon yeah, i'm excited to see what you guys come up with this is gonna be no me too guys and uh, i really really appreciate and uh, honestly i i love to watch your your videos uh, really you make me laugh so yes. bad especially when you play <laughs> with bantam as well as a no, like, yeah. i love so much it's yeah. a guy that helped us so much and have a very very deep yeah. uh yeah I got to give Bunton nothing but hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tear him apart, man. But again, from the bottom of our hearts, dude, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, and we will make sure to, to carry the fuel tech flag proudly when people ask our opinion. No, and I appreciate it. And like I said, again, we're just a few guys passionate about what we do and we want to do something different. And some, if you tell people it's not about the money, people don't, don't understand sometimes, but really on this because of passion and yeah. And if we can make something different, that's that's what makes our day. Well, awesome. we appreciate it, man. Thank Thanks you so again, much man. For rolling appreciate on. your time. <laughs> Have a good one, brother. Okay, thank you, guys. Take yeah. <laughs> it easy. Hey, you want to see a you want to see a crank it up? Yeah. yeah. Well, man. how can we forget about that? Yeah, he's better at our job than us. You're <laughs> 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 very good at your job there, man. I don't want. I'm gonna have to go buy one that I can't afford. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Is that Maya? No, it's all my kids. But what are they doing? This is this is gonna be a perfect way to wrap up the podcast. Oh, hold no. on. As soon as we hear this beast fire up, he lost the key. <laughs> uh, is he on? And we just can't hear it. No, there's no way it's running. Oh, oh. Is it running? I think it's running. Is he muted? No, he's not muted. It's just that quiet. Oh, no, he's just going to bring it in to start it. In oh, the... okay, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Okay, so the fuel tech's right there in the center console. Yep. If you're Next watching to the, the tower. Yeah, it says running. It's it recording. Running. We can't hear you, man. It's just that quiet. I bet. No, there's no way. No way you couldn't hear that thing. It's got to be audio on our size. Yeah, jacket. I think his audio went out again. We can't. It, oh, dang, he can't hear us if we. No, okay. this is a, we Good. couldn't. He, we couldn't hear it. Was we it couldn't hear any of it? <laughs> I think it's just that loud and noise cancellation kicked in. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's too loud, man. Open the door. You're gonna poison yourself with carbon <laughs> monoxide, man. Uh, yeah. Well, we appreciate it, Anderson. You're Thank you so best. much, man. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Later, All brother. Right. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you have a parade of people yes. coming in? I do you have a parade of people coming in here? Let me, let me scoot this over. Oh, no, there's some sort of surprise. Oh, yeah. There's some sort of something going on. This is, it's, uh, this is my oldest daughter, Isabella. Hey, Isabella. And my wife and kids. Oh, That would be appropriate. No! <laughs> what? Yeah, this is little one is Maya, and thing two over here is Eva. Oh my so, God! If you guys are listening. My kids have brought me balloons and a cookie cake that says "Congrats on 10,000. Dude, so, I'm gonna get misty eyed over here. Oh, dude. Logan's gonna cry. I might cry on live camera, dude. You can't do that to me. Use Maya, your say hi, Logan. Hi, there Maya. 
All right. Uh, Rye is a lot of things, but he is a, he's a he good dad and he has adorable thank cute. You. I'll give it to him. <laughs> Man, thank you guys so much. I, w- I wish that's that awesome. I wish they would have pie faced you with that yeah. cake, though. <laughs> Next time we have to make some changes. Can we just before we close out? Thank you again, everybody. The 10K is huge. We have a couple things actually before we close, and I'll let Rye wrap it up because he yeah. has something to show you. We appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. That was uh, I, just, I was done. I was I was I had oh. something else too. How, why did we not start a company like Fuel Tech in college? Are we terrible? Are we just not smart? Dude, when he smart. mentioned electric power adder things, I was like, it blew me away. I was like. I've, I am an asshole. I wish, I like, I've thought of that. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if I don't? I hate that guy that's like, that was my. My dad used to be like, the rear windshield wiper. That was my invention. I thought of that before anybody else ever did. I'm like, why didn't you? But you didn't do anything. And that's I didn't want to be that guy. But now I am that guy. Yes. Did I just said I've thought of that? Like, what about retrofitting, making a power adder company that just does electric charging? I don't know. Anderson. Now, now they're on it. Anderson's a very impressive dude. And yeah. I will stand by my statement. He has the sexiest voice in EFR. He I said, custom. We have to custom wire it. And custom. I was like, what you mean? Custom, custom bed sheet, bro. He caught me for a second there and he goes, the, the intake is sheet. And I, I, know, like, I thought he said shit metal. <laughs> <laughs> then he, he goes, sheet metal. And I'm like, oh, sheet metal. Dude, Ooh. his accent like, is just That's why so he didn't good. want to tell us the company because it's a shit intake. Is no. It? <laughs> No, yeah, he the uh, every time I hear my voice compared to someone that is cultured like him, I guess cultured isn't the word. I guess international. Yeah, I don't know. I sound like a bag of shit. He's just like, yes, it's custom wiring. This is Brazil. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is so sick. Anyway, that's I'm Brazil, and I studied abroad. Yeah, everything he says sounds yeah. so enticing. He yes. could be like, you need to spend all this money for no reason. I'd be like, you got it. Here's the cash. I would do it. All right, Rye, take us home and guilt people into spending money. Uh, Clappedout.com slash store. Logan's wearing this bad little Johnny right here. What's up, what's up? Here's the back. We still have a, quite a few of these. All he the- says that. What he means is we're almost out, so you better buy right away because you will not have a chance to buy them because they'll be sold out very soon. We will have a coupon code for 10,000 followers. Probably never. Probably never going to do that. No, we're not doing that. Um, it cheapens the brand. So <laughs> <laughs> all the previous orders, the, the pre-orders previously ordered, they've all shipped. So you guys will be seeing those showing up shortly. Also, new stickers are going to be coming. I'm working on the Series 2 for the gamer uh, stickers. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys. We love you so much. Kisses, hugs, XOX. Oh, yeah, it's good. Live stream, stop. Hold on, don't talk. Don't talk. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on to the full step. Stop. Don't stop till you get enough. How long do I sing for? I don't know, but my mouse froze and now I can't stop. I keep on falling.